Hello, and welcome to Belong, Become, Beset, Rock's podcast. I'm Dodger Vaughn, and I'm joined here in the studio. It's not a studio, it's somebody's dining room, but that's okay. I'm joined here in our unofficial studio for this week with two very, uh, I don't know what it is, esteemed guests. Um, Darren Will. Hello there. And Evan Lynch. Hi, guys. And so um, what I'd like to start with, actually, if you guys could kind of just introduce yourselves, who you are, and talk about your connection with Reach Out on Campus. Uh, my name is Darren Will, and my connection. So, I knew Dodger because he's from around my hometown, and then he moved to Athens, and he's like, yo, you should check this out sometime. So, I went like to a crosswalk. It was like... Whew, 2014, I think. I went to one. Ooh, that was a long time. Yeah, ago. and then, like, <laughs> I didn't go back the rest of that semester. Probably but the best. <laughs> probably. No, it's because I was in college at the time at Rio, so I I think I had class on Wednesday night. And then the next uh, next year, I went back, and then it just kind of clicked, and now I'm, like, Dodgers' favorite, so. Yeah. You can't say that on air. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. And your long time, you know, Mission trip uh, partner. Oh, yeah. And my, yeah, mm. long-time mission trip partner. Kind of experienced. Yeah, so I've been to New Orleans how many times? Six times, wow. I believe. Five or six. I think it's Grindy almost as many twice. As me. Yeah, grindy yeah. twice. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Only got swindled once. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right, Evan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection with Reach Out on Campus. Well, I was the intern last semester. Uh, most of you probably know that. I've been on here a couple times. Um, now I'm the student minister at Bradford Church of Christ, and not all thanks to Dodger Vaughn for hooking me up with that. Uh, and God, I don't know. Of course. I was going to say, I, th- I think God may have had a little bit to do with that. <laughs> and, and I think they actually hired you on your merits, not merely on my words. Yeah, I think they said they that were... since I know Dodger, that's actually a negative. Yeah, right. but, Probably true. They were desperate. Um, they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I was, I just know Dodger from camp, of course, and uh, then finding out about this internship. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, and actually, if you want to go way back in the day, you were one of my campers at high school. That week. was 2013. Wow, even, even was. older than when Darren came to Crosswalk. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while, but yeah. no, I tell you what, I'm excited about the podcast today. Um, always enjoy getting to hang out with these guys, and I'm excited about the topic that we're going to be discussing. And so let's talk about that for a second. So obviously, this is a difficult time um, in the lives of a lot of people right now, um, whether that's you know economically. Or, you know, there's face an uncertainty with health issues, things like that. And so um, it's really easy. And I think, you know, we, we turn on the TV, we watch the news. It's really easy to focus solely on the negatives that are going on right now um, with the COVID situation, with the, you know, just the state of our nation right now. It's really easy to get down in the dumps and to only see negatives. But I believe that God is actually actively at work blessing us as well. And that sometimes, even though it could be maybe more difficult to see God's blessing in the midst of suffering, that that is definitely still there, that God's still blessing his people. And so that's our topic for the day, finding blessing in the midst of suffering, pain, trials, things like that. Mm-hmm. So so let's start with that question. So again, you know, we, we know that this is a very difficult time for a lot of people right now. You know, whether they've lost their jobs or they're they're sick or they're worried that the coronavirus may impact their health. Whatever it is, almost everyone's facing down some sort of uncertainty about the future. You know, but as followers of Christ, we believe that we serve a good God and that He's not only good at certain times or in certain situations, but rather He's always good. So with that in mind, guys, how have you seen God's goodness demonstrated in the midst of this time? So um, for me, it's just how other people are willing to help others. Like, you know, after not just Corona, but like more like tragic events like 9-11, how America came together or after like the tornadoes or hurricanes, you know, you just see all these people willing to jump in and donate and you see the athletes donate a bunch of money and just trying to help each other and I've seen um, McDonald's, I believe, right when the COVID outbreak started, they like gave free food to health workers and healthcare workers and all that. So that was pretty cool. And I mean, I had friends on Facebook that were like around my age or be like, hey, if you need me to like go pick up groceries for anyone older or stuff like that, you know, I'm out and about. So it's just that 
kind of like gives me hope that, you know, they're still good in this world from how people rally around each other through these hard times. Yeah. So, so seeing God's blessing demonstrated through the way that people come together and love yeah. each yeah. other during difficult times. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that, that is a really good point because I also think at times when everything seems like it's going okay or things are going well where there's not a tragedy or there's not, you know, natural disaster that we can kind of just take for granted that maybe that there aren't people that need help when there actually are, mm-hmm. you know, even in good times. So, yeah, good good thought. So, Evan, what are you thinking? Um, I, I think it's really well, – there's one thing that comes to mind, and it's uh, seeing that um, – the, the health of people, really. I, I noticed that uh, people that are really afraid of this and people that are cautious of this, they're still okay. And I think that's God's blessing is to show that he's going to take them, he's going to take care of them. And I know a lot of people that have been worried about this and scared of this, but they, they've turned out all right and they're still okay. And I know it's scary still, but at the same time, just knowing that God is still taking care of us throughout this whole thing. Yeah. And personally, I mean going into the job field and everything it's it, yeah. it it may have been a struggle but at the same time it's been a real big blessing just because no matter even during a big crisis he's still watching over you he's still trying to get you to do his will yeah. and that's really what i've been trying to focus on this whole time yeah. is just doing that will sure that that god is still sovereign mm-hmm. uh, even in the midst of difficult times even in the midst of the trials uh, that we recognize that he is still firmly in control. So, yeah, yeah good stuff, guys. Good good perspective. And I, I can definitely, I've seen both and, and agree with you both on that. And I, I definitely think that one of the encouraging things for me to see that, that God's still working is the way that, you know, the, the church has stepped up during this time to to love on people, to, you know, protect the, the most, I guess, delicate health-wise you know, uh, you know, like even doing online worship services, stuff like that, so that they can protect people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that, I think, are, are really, really cool. Just demonstrates, you know, God's love for people, even in very, very practical ways, such as that. So let's talk about, in the Bible, um, a lot of times we, we look to certain verses, or we see, I guess, certain verses like repeated a lot. And I think two of the, the most often repeated verses in the Bible are often also two of the most easily misunderstood as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so we'll talk about how this ties into this topic here in a second. But um, those two passages of Scripture being Jeremiah 29, 11 and Philippians 4, 13. And so actually, let, let's start by having you guys read those real quick. And then let's discuss what's actually going on in the context of the time period that these were written. So Go ahead. Who's got Jeremiah 29, 11? I got it. All right. So it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Philippians 4, 13. That says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. And so, you know, we've seen athletes wear that, like, under their eye black during a football game. or mm-hmm. We've been to the Christian bookstore. We see, like, the, the artwork with Jeremiah 29, 11 on it, things like that. And, uh, and they're, they're both very, very hopeful verses, and rightfully so. But I think that when we understand the context that these passages of Scripture are written, it definitely um, sheds some light on the situation that we're in right now um, mm-hmm. as a nation, uh, of going through times of struggles. And so Jeremiah 29, 11, just a little bit of background on that. This is Israel's crying out to God to deliver them. You know, um, they're they're in bondage. They're being held, you know, against their will, and so they're crying out, "God, deliver us!" And so, when what God's response here to them is that basically, yes, I, I've heard your prayer. I will deliver you, but not right now. Um, it, it's a waiting game, you know. And He says it's going to be, I think, it's seventy or seventy-five years before um, He comes to fulfill that promise to deliver them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're, I know in our society today, we don't like to wait, right? I went through the drive-thru today at McDonald's. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be here for literally like three minutes. That's terrible. You know? <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> you know, we don't like to wait, but, you know, that's just not how God operates either, mm-hmm. you know. And then Philippians 4.13, Paul's actually writing these words from a prison cell. Yep. You know, and you go back a couple of verses before Philippians 4.13, and he says that he knows what it is to be in need, and he knows what it is to have plenty, 
But then he goes on to say, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so, you know, again, Paul's writing from a situation that none of us would really want to be in. Nobody wants to be thrown in prison, especially, you know, for, for sharing the gospel. But Paul says, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. If I had everything or if I have nothing, I have Christ. And that's what makes mm-hmm. all the difference. So how do you think, though, guys, that these two passages of Scripture are relevant to the world today and the things that we're experiencing? Well, um, I, I would say this, that no matter what kind of hardships that we're going through, I, I know it's hard because of all this COVID. We're getting to be locked down. We're like yeah. quarantined. We're kind of going it's socially crazy. I mean, honestly, I, yeah. I was going kind of insane just sitting around in my house. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not the same as we're used to because... I remember going to church, we went Sunday morning, and then we had something during the week for like a small group, also Sunday nights. So I was seeing people 24-7 plus whatever else I did that week. And now that COVID happened, only uh, when we were in complete lockdown, I didn't see anybody. Yeah. And it was just socially draining, socially insane, making me insane, just not being able to do anything. But then... I realized that whether I have that social interaction or not, yes, it's important to have that, but I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I was going to make it. And even now, since we're still in whatever you like to say, yeah. quarantine, <laughs> I don't know what, sure. we're like a middle ground where it's not good, but we're still, we're better off than we were. Right. Um, it's still not, I mean, we're still not able to do as much as we were. We're still kind of scared. We're still trying to unsure um, there's about the vaccine. I mean, me and Darren were talking about that earlier. We're like, when is a vaccine going to come out? But all that stuff doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. When we think about God is in control, God yeah. is going to take care of us no matter what. So like the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven verse, like we're still waiting. We're still in anticipation of mm-hmm. God fulfilling, you know, like the good that he's promised for us. Yeah. You know, and we have trust that he will. I so, think that's like yeah. reassuring just a, that he just says, like, I mean, like, right now things are kind of bleak. We don't know about the future. And just to know that God gives us hope and he's always there for us. It's like a reassuring, like, okay, like, we don't really know what's happening right now. We don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know a little bit, but we don't know, like, what it's going to be, like, six months from now. But just to know that God's like, hey, I got it, like, yeah. under control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it's a little reassuring. Yeah. And I think, you know, and you guys can probably relate to this too, but I've tried to look at this through the eyes of my children you know, and, and a lot of times, like, I think when you're kids, you, when something scary or you know, different or new happens, you look to your parents, right, to see, like, how are they responding to this? And mm-hmm. so Brooke and I, you know, we, we've tried to be, you know, really clear in the way that we've communicated with the kids that, you know, hey, look, this is a difficult time for a lot of people, but, you know, we trust in God and we're really blessed and we're just not going to be anxious about this and we're not going to get stressed out mm-hmm. by it. And so, like, I think then their response has been, like, well, look, if mom and dad aren't stressed out and worried and anxious, then I guess I don't need to be either. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're essentially saying here as believers. You know, look, if we truly believe that God's in control, mm-hmm. you know, and that we, we believe that the promises that he makes to us are for our good, for our benefit, you know, even if it's not in the timing that we want or even if it's not in the way that we want, mm-hmm. like, we're going to rely on him. We're looking to him for that security, not in all the craziness, you know, around us. And I think that's really important that we look to him and not just say, oh, we believe that we're going to be all right and then do whatever we want. Right. But it's like, I think it's really important to point out that we need to rely on him directly for that. Yeah, absolutely. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. So moving on, and I thought this was interesting and I, I have an opinion on this, but I'm going to ask you guys first and see what you think. So I was thinking about, you know, how a lot of times, you know, in the midst of difficult situations like we talked about, we have to be very intentional about looking for God's blessing. You know, sometimes like, you know, we want to just, like I said, focus on only the negatives. But I was wondering what you guys thought. Do you think that it's actually easier in the midst of the difficult times to look and see God's blessing um, as opposed to like sometimes when things are good and we're just like, oh, yeah, that's just life, right? Like, Everything's going good, you know, we're at peace, like you know, God's blessing us, and we just kind of maybe take it for granted or forget about it. So I just wanted to get your perspective on that. Is it easier for you personally to be mindful of God's blessing when times are good or when they're difficult? 
So for me, I think it's easier when times are good. Um, but also, when times are difficult, I think it helps strengthen your faith because that's when you really rely on God and it, like, builds you up. But, like, like an example, when athletes win, like, games or Super Bowls mm-hmm. or stuff or, like, an MVP, you know, some kind of an award, they usually praise God, you right. know. And then, but when they lose, you never hear them, like, praising God yeah. or anything during thanks, the difficult thanks times. Thanks for the W, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> so, like... I mean, Russell Wilson did do that when he lost the Super Bowl when he mm-hmm. choked it away and threw an interception. But uh, other than that, like, I can't really think of, like, another athlete when they lost that they still praise God for right. it. So I just think it's a lot easier when times are good because everything's going great. You're like, all right, thanks, God. And then when it's difficult, you know, you kind of question things mm-hmm. and you're, you know, mad. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope Blaine listens to it and then hears that comment about That's Russell right. Wilson. That's exactly why I did it. But he, I praised he's, him. He's going to hear this and then just immediately burst into tears because you badmouth Russell Wilson. Exactly. <laughs> but that's okay. Blaine, we love you. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm I, in the same boat as you, but I, I do find it really hard personally for myself to praise God during the good times. Mm. I think I'm just... It, it just... I get into this point where I'm like, oh, I'm good, I'm happy, I'm all, I don't need anything. And that's when it comes in. It's like, I don't need anything, so why would I praise God? And that's something I struggle with. But it's like, no, you're here because of God, so why wouldn't you praise God is what you got to realize. And it's hard to realize when we're just quaint with everything, when we're happy, when we have everything we need. But at the same time, I do think it can be difficult in other times, like when times are difficult and you just don't want to thank anybody. You're just focused on the bad and not the good. Yeah, I think for me personally, um, I'm kind of torn on this. Like, I think that there are times when things are good that I just put the blinders on and just forget to be thankful. You know, just assume that's just life, right? That's just the way things are Mm -hmm. and not recognize like all the ways that God's working things out for my good. But then I also know that during difficult times, I also get whiny, you know, like, God, why? You know, why is this happening? Why are we going through this? And forget and those times, too, to, to look that, hey, God's still blessing me. He's still giving these incredible gifts to us every single day. Um, but now I'm focused on the negatives. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it's a tr- it's honestly, I think it's a struggle both ways. But I think sometimes, like, after I whine so long during the difficult times, like, I'm just tired of that. And I want to look for, well, let's look. Because I know God's at work. So, so where do we see him mm-hmm. active, you know, in those times? And so, like, and I think the world is like that in a lot of ways, too. Like, you know, like... Um, John Krasinski came out with that um, Some Good News, the SGN network. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that on Facebook uh, think, and Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. But I think like it was a couple weeks into the whole COVID-19 situation and then like you know you're watching network news and everything's negative. It's about mm-hmm. you know like infection rate and you know mortality and stuff like that. And then John Krasinski, the guy from the office decides like he's going to come out um, with this news report that focuses on all of the good things that are going on in the world, the way that you know humans are loving on each other, kind of like you guys talked about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And people ate this up. Like it became like an overnight sensation. And so I think in a lot of ways we're we're the same way that I am, I guess, in that when times are difficult, like we want to cling to those good things that, mm-hmm. that God's been doing for us. So yeah, I can definitely see it both ways though. You know, and I think you guys have both kind of alluded to this. But I think this whole idea of being mindful um, of what God's doing, you know, finding blessing in the midst of difficulties really comes down to like a practice. How do we practice being mindful of the things that God's doing in our lives and all around us? So, and, and I know that doesn't come naturally to us. I think it's something that we develop. So let mm-hmm. me ask you guys this. How do you think that we develop this mindfulness of what God's doing? One of my favorite passages, well, it's just two verses in the Bible, is Philippians 4, 8 through 9. And the whole, and it's right after he's, or it's right yeah, before right he gives this verse, of, I can do all things through Christ. It, it talks about focusing on, on whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is true. And I, I think that is where we start is with this practicing that you're talking about, because it's, it can be hard because we want to tend to focus on everything that's mm-hmm. negative. I think as people, we're drawn to drama. We're drawn mm-hmm. to the negative side of things. But if we 
if we just start there by looking for things that are good, that or, or at least wanting to find those things. I mean, that's what you were talking about earlier. We have to want to find those things. We have to want to look where God is at. So I, I think it just takes with prayer, of course, just praying about it, praying that God shows you where the good things are, and then always being focused on that, always being focused on the honorable, the true things, the pure things, and looking for where those are at. Right on. Good stuff. Darren, what do you think? I think it's like when we start to really pay attention to the things around us, as in like one of my favorite movies, uh, Zombieland, um, Tallahassee said to enjoy the little things. Rule number 32, by the way. (laughs) So I think it's when you start to appreciate the small things in our life. So like, um, I know Dodger loves to hike. So like we go to New River Gorge in the fall for rock and you know, you go up these paths and you like look over the river and you see like these beautiful, beautiful views and like you see the sunset, you know, just stuff like that. And you're like, wow, like God made this, you know, and, and just like Evan said, you know, focus not on the negative things, but like on the positive things. So like if that's the small stuff in your life or just stuff like that. And then realize like well, that we're blessed, you know, that we're seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just developing that perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think you both kind of hit on this, but it's not something I think that we do naturally. It's a practice, right? Like we, we talk mm-hmm. a lot about different spiritual disciplines. We've actually, I think, spent a whole podcast talking about spiritual disciplines before. But I think this is one of those. You know, we've got to learn to look for the ways. And, you know, like the Bible's really clear. Like, you know, if, when, we, when we pray for God to reveal himself, he's going to reveal himself to us, you know, and that we've just got to, like, have that. You know, we, we've got to seek. We've got to ask. We've got to knock. You know, we, we've got to be looking for the ways that he's working. And so mm-hmm. I think when we start doing that and we – we feel the way that that enriches our lives. You know what I mean? Like when we start to be people who are looking for God's blessing, like I think it changes us. It changes our outlook. It changes our mentality. And then like, then, you know, we don't want to get on Twitter as much and get drawn into all the fighting and the arguing Mm -hmm. and the negativity because we've recognized, man, this is so much better when I'm focused on the blessing, when I'm focused on the good that God surrounded me with, you know, life is so much better. So I think, you know, it's just a practice that we've got to learn. And I think, the younger that we learn that. So high school and junior high students that are listening right now, the more that we learn to focus, the more that we learn to look for God's blessing at a young age, the, I guess, more natural it becomes to us when we get, as we get older too. So um, yeah, yeah, great thoughts on that guys. So let me kind of switch gears and, um, and ask you guys. So we, you know, kind of the, the neat thing about the group that's collected here is like, you know, between the three of us, you know, we're all people who work with high school and middle school, middle school students alike. You know, and even knowing that a lot of them are probably listening to the podcast right now. And I know you guys have been talking to them throughout the, the pandemic and you know, you've met with some of them, you know, online and Zoom meetings, stuff like that. But what are some ways that this pandemic has been a struggle, you know, particularly for middle school and high school students? Like, what do you hear them I'm struggling with and what are they like grieving the loss of that type of thing well I know a couple of seniors who graduated this year and it, I mean it was hard for them because like the last three months they everything was gone so like if you played baseball and you're a senior like you didn't have a season and that means scholarships should be taken away and mm-hmm. I don't really know how that's working now and then like prom was gone mm-hmm. uh, graduation wasn't exactly the same you didn't have like all those last senior picnics and stuff like that so like for that that was pretty hard for them and then uh like sports like track and all that you know Mm -hmm. for people who's ready for that and then church camp you know i know a lot of people look forward to not just ovca but other church camps you know and like ffa and Mm -hmm. uh, boy scout like all that stuff was canceled so that was pretty hard and ohio teens for christ which uh dodger is the president of uh we had to cancel that twice so (laughs) Um, and that's a really great event that we have in Ohio and, you know, we all look forward to that. And then now basically like the summertime, it has its limits, like vacations have been canceled. Like if you have a cruise or anything, you can't do certain things. If you go to like the, like the beach, you know, just all this different stuff and you might not be able to hang out with some friends as much. So like, there's just so many different things that have kind of changed and sure. I mean, I mean, it's gotta be hard for them. 
You covered most of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Evan's answer is ditto? <laughs> well, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, they lost a lot of important things that I, I remember cherishing in high school. I mean, playing sports, being with friends. And I know school was not the best, but it was still time where we got to spend with friends. We got to sure. enjoy that social interaction. And I think it's just, it's hard when we lose... Uh, they they may not realize this at this time. I mean, I didn't realize it when I was younger, but that's our childhood. That's yeah. And now I'm looking back at it, I miss it. Yeah. So it's like they're losing part of this that we took for granted. And knowing that they won't get to partake in that kind of... It makes me a little upset or oh, just yeah. feel sorry for them. It's just like they got to... Especially seniors, especially yeah. um, uh, them not being able to participate in graduation... I mean, that was a big achievement for people. Oh, but yeah. It's, it's just you're not going to get that. But at the same time, you know, you move on. Sure. Life gets, life's okay. It's going to be all right. I mean, the topic we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and I think, you know, for the adults that may be tuning in, listening to this, you know, I think sometimes it's easy for us to dismiss, you know, like you think, well, you know, like we, we did prom and prom, you know, it was fun, but it was a, wasn't that big of a deal. And you know, graduation is just hot and sweaty and, you know, mm. then you're just trying to get out of there. It's not a big deal. But it's such a rite of passage for so many of these students in a in a culture where we have very, very few actual rites of passage. And mm-hmm. you know, when that's been taken away from them, you know, that, that is, it, it's been a real struggle for them. Um, you know, I know just on a personal standpoint, um, you know, my son Trey is 16, getting ready to turn 17, like he'll be a junior in the fall. And, you know, even though, like, he missed, you know, I mean, your sophomore year, I guess, is probably, you know, indistinct from <laughs> a lot of the rest of your high school career. But he missed the second half of that. And then, like, now, you know, he was really excited because this year he got moved up to the tenor drum um, in the marching band. And uh, we're really looking to marching season. And they just came out the other day and said there's no marching band competitions. So, you know, that's, yeah, so that's been a big disappointment to him. But, um, but yeah, so, like, all of these, you know, students that we get, you know, I feel like we're blessed to work with, you know, they, they've been hit hard by this. And yeah. you also got to think, like, they do a lot of online classes now, and yeah, it's not easy doing online classes. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I was talking to someone who's going to be a senior, and they're, like, kind of worried because, like, colleges, you know, like, can they take the, like, ACT, like, you know, all right. this, and, like, will the grades affect it, and will they accept, you know, stuff like that, if... Because I don't know the plans for school. Like, there's, you know, every school's different. different yeah. So they're kind of worried about, like, their future, too, because sure. this mm-hmm. still it's still going to go on until whenever. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know, like, the first part of the semester or fall is going to be affected by COVID. So yeah. Yeah, that's and, pretty big for them, too. Yeah, but it all goes back to that whole idea of uncertainty. That's what we're all struggling with right now. And certainly middle school and high school students are no exception to that. But... You know, again, this whole topic is about finding blessing in the midst of suffering and struggle. So what are some ways that you think that God also might be blessing this age group, the middle school, high school cohort? How is God blessing them during this time? I would say it's just a lot of time with family. I know recently moving out of my house, I miss my family a lot, but I think it's a great time to get back with your family and get and even though if you don't really enjoy it, I think mm-hmm. it's still good to be able just to see your family, be with your family. Because, I mean, during school, it's great. We have all these sports. We have everything. But sometimes it takes more time than we have to spend with our family. And I would advise kids, and give my best advice would be enjoy this time while it lasts. Yeah. Just for the sole reason of being with your family. I think that's a great Thing that we can never take for or we should never take for granted yeah absolutely i think like discipleship like you know it's uncertainty so like maybe their friends they might be scared or worried about the future and like the kids could be like tell them about god if they don't know about him or you know mm-hmm. like i'm not too worried because i got god on my side or just be like a positive light mm-hmm. don't be like, don't mm-hmm. have that negative attitude just positive all the time and i mean it's hard but like that could be a blessing right there is yeah. try to introduce mm-hmm. people to Christ. Or I know some youth groups have Zoom meetings and uh, you can invite your friends to a Zoom meeting. And like yeah. for a while we were on lockdown, so you're not really supposed to be anywhere. So right. like you shouldn't yeah. have any 
reasons why you can't go. So stuff stuff like that. Would, yeah. No, I yeah, absolutely. I think it definitely opens the doors to some conversation. You know that they can they can have. You know, I think people. I think even people outside of the church, outside of Christ, are always genuinely intrigued by why we believe what we believe. Anyways, like you mm-hmm. know, why why do you follow Jesus? But um, definitely during times like this, of times of uncertainty, you know, if they can look at us and see that we're not shaken by this, that we're not anxious, you know, they, they want to know because that shows that there's something real there, that there's there's something maybe that they're missing out on. You know, mm-hmm. like, boy, I wish I had that same type of outlook. I wish that I had that same type of um, security. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good good thoughts, guys. Let me let me just mention this. I, I know I want to give you guys both a big shout out here because. Um, you know, you guys were all set to dean high school week of church camp at OBCA. <laughs> um, I had, I was going to take a break this year and actually was heading up to Round Lake Christian Camp to be their speaker, uh, which happened to be the same week. And so I, I stepped down this year as the dean. And you guys both stepped up. Man, had some incredible ideas and plans. Had a, this uh, incredible staff lined up as well, um, only to, what, like, Two three weeks before camp was to happen. At least yeah. three, three, three or four. Yeah. yeah, we had we had the whole week planned out. I mean, there was just like some minor details, yeah. but we had Fine the lesson, the questions, everything, and we were really pumped about it. I mean, yeah, we were nervous too, but like you know, we're like, all right, let's do it. And then and COVID pulled the rug out from underneath. Yeah, right? and then COVID so RKO'd us out of nowhere. <laughs> it did and, um, right out of nowhere. But we didn't me, get it. Let me ask you guys this: What was it? That I mean, maybe just desperation. I no, I'm just kidding. What what was it that um, led you guys to want to dean that week of camp? So, uh, first of all, I've been a counselor there for a couple years when you were there, and I mean, I love the kids. You know, I, I love them all. They're all great. Most of them's great. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to throw true. out any names. That's right. But Dave. uh, yeah, Dava. Dave, oh, okay. Dave is a rock student. Now, you so. said that. That's all right. But, um, but for me, like when I was in high school, um, you know, I had a youth minister, I have, I've had a couple of youth ministers, but like the first one I got pretty close to, and then he kind of left and like didn't say goodbye or anything. So it hurt. And then the second one did the same thing. So like growing up in high school, you know, like that awkward phase or whatever, I didn't really have anyone that was like college age that I could talk to. So like just trying to be that person for these kids, you know, just trying to be something that I didn't have, you know, I try to like take pride in it or, sure. you know, I try to strive to it. So, and I just, I don't know. I just love them. Yeah. Mostly awesome. the high schoolers and middle schoolers aren't really. Cut that part out. Yeah. Wow, Darren. <laughs> Darren hates middle schoolers. I would have to say that this past year and a half has been a, wild time for me personally spiritually wise but it's uh around the time that i got or i talked about it um someone was planning on asking me to do it and i didn't i mean i heard that you were not doing it and then heard they were still looking for a dean come january (laughs) so i was like he was the chosen one well if they need someone and no one else wants to do it i just thought i'd step in it's just I know that this week is, being a counselor last year, I realized how important this camp is to a lot of kids. And so without this, without this week, I, I didn't feel right about not leaving it sure. alone. So I just texted someone up and asked if I could do it. And then I asked Darren, and I, we also had Stephen helping us. So, yeah, we, we were really excited yeah, for it. Set to go. Yeah, peer, peer pressured me yeah. into doing it. No choice. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I peer pressured Darren into doing a lot that's of things. Right. That's true. <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and you know, one of the things I, I think, you know, especially with this topic of looking for the blessing in the midst of difficult times, I think probably one of the the greatest encouragements um, that I received during this time is actually you guys. And so, you know, really, when all that happened, you know, and they, you know, and COVID pulled the rug out from underneath you, you know, and you found out three or four weeks beforehand, no camp. You could have like just stopped right there. You could have washed your hands um, and walked away from it. And nobody would have blamed you. But one of the things that I think has been awesome to see is the ways that people have been creative 
in trying to make things happen in the midst of this whole pandemic. And you guys were one example of that. Again, you could have just packed up, went home, nobody would have blamed you, but you got creative. You adapted your theme and your curriculum to do an online or what you called virtual week of camp. So can you share a little bit about that with our listeners? How did that go? How did you plan? How did it develop that type of thing? Well, I don't think we should get all the credit. Yeah. I think Dodger, Dodger came up with the idea. He he start he came to us first. So but just, then he like threw it on us I like you got to do it. The idea. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, then he's like, you do everything. I came up with the idea. He did yeah, help so. us. We can't. But I mean, it was. Yeah, he used my laptop, right? That counts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe. I don't he know. used his mic and his yeah, laptop. Exactly. I think it was uh, just a. The the more challenging part was figuring out what else to do besides. Um, the sermon mm-hmm. and the lesson. And I mean, we did, we kind of followed the format of rock, mm-hmm. how you guys did your virtual um, mm-hmm. crosswalks. And it, I mean, it was a little difficult trying to adapt to it and trying to, And I mean, it wasn't perfect. It's not as good as being in person with people, but it was still very rewarding doing it. I mean, we, we already had it planned because we just used the same thing from, the regular right. week and we just kind of like threw it in there shout sure. out to deva and tammy for worship mm-hmm. without them and thankful for all them. the other people who did yeah sermons. and all the yeah, sermons and the uh, counselors there mm-hmm. thank yeah, you guys our, me a lot of our rock community yeah. showed up to help uh lead the breakout groups so yeah, that was, yeah really that, that was great it and um like i think it went well i mean we had about what fifteen to twenty kids each night. Yeah. So yeah. I honestly I didn't know what to expect. I yeah. really I was like, man, we might get like five kids. Right. Uh, honestly, you know? it, but it was a lot of fun though preparing because we did those videos. Oh, yeah. uh, and <laughs> if you want to find a fun way to spread the word of God, yeah. just make a crazy make funny videos. Uh, modern video of a Bible story. Just go yeah. on the uh, Reach Out on Campus. It's yeah, on, on YouTube. YouTube and look <laughs> yeah. up the best. Acting videos yeah. you'll but, ever see in your but here's, life. But here's my thing. Now, I do have one gripe, all right? And here's my gripe with all this. So um, during the semester, each week, we did a video devotion for Rock, right? And mm-hmm. so Evan did one. Uh, Noah's done a couple. I've done a couple. Uh, we've had different people lead us through weekly de- weekly video devotions. Uh-huh. All like, I don't know, seven, nine minutes, something like that. Yeah. And like I went back and looked at the views on that. I think the most views that we had on any of those devotion videos about where we incorporate scripture and theology and, and, you know, life application, 36, 36 views. But all right, we make one stupid video <laughs> that is about like a montage of me training you guys to be camp teens. It's a great video. Almost 300 views now. And I'm just like, I, I quit. I'm done. I mean, I think it's our charming Listen, personalities. I think, it, actually, I think it's and, just Dodger yelling at us. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But also, people sign up to, to see that. I again. wasn't in the devotional videos, and I was in that one. That's true. It's, so it's, it's Darren. kind Darren. of the independent. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, cor- brag, but yeah, correlation yeah. isn't always causation. And Jack So we got to throw him in there too. So, mm. but no, you guys, you know, really did, um, you know do some pretty incredible things that week. Like I was really encouraged by the way that you guys got creative and making it interactive because if you've ever, if, if our listeners have ever sat on a zoom meeting, it's pretty boring and dry, no matter how you slice yeah. it or dice it. Mm-hmm. But you guys got creative in the ways that you were able to engage them. Um, you know, you, you guys definitely like we talked, took the, the idea that we want to value connection over content, you mm-hmm. know, just the whole idea of like we can connect these students together and let them talk and, share their struggles, their trials and stuff like that and share about their faith and you, you did that. And so, I mean, I was blown away um, by, you know, just the, your whole attitude towards that and the way it went. But um, along those lines, can you talk about, you know, did you receive positive feedback from the students? You know, what were they saying? And or, and or maybe where did you see God at work that week? I think we got pretty positive feedback. I didn't hear any negative unless they just didn't want to tell us. I mean, right. we, I mean, like Evan said, it wasn't perfect. I mean, not everyone's internet connection could really yeah. hold up. So there's a lot of some laggy parts there. Shout but, out Southeastern Ohio. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, frontier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, fine. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, I think probably 99. I'd probably give it like a 99% probably positive feedback. And, I mean, there might have been like that one negative Nancy. But yeah. 
I, I saw a lot of positive yeah. people in not only campers, but in staff members. I think... They're all excited. They, I yeah. think, yeah, they got pumped for it, and they, they were ready for it no matter what. Because, yeah. I mean, virtual camp, of course, yeah. is not as good as regular camp. But they were still as pumped, and the kids were still ready to get together. They were They were wanting to do it, even though they knew it wasn't the same. same. Yeah. And, I mean... Obviously, we're still kind of, like, sad because we didn't get regular camp. And I know it's not the same, but for what we did and, you know, pouring all, we poured off in, like, a week, mm-hmm. honestly. We planned it in a week, shot the videos in a week. Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't it, bad at all. Just getting, Hopefully, next year, we can actually be there for our f- sure. first week of church mm-hmm. camp. Yeah, and I think coming, one of the things that I got most encouraged by is, uh, of course, I was moving out here, and this is just something personal, but I was moving out here, I was getting ready to start a new job, and all the friends I made doing that who live out here mm-hmm. made it ten times better, because it was oh, just yeah. like, I mean, we were friends, but we weren't close beforehand, and right. it just made it a lot more deep in those relationships. Yeah, yeah. And, and now we have an idea of what to do. Yeah, exactly. Kind yeah. of. I mean, we haven't fully, you know, yeah. done a week of camp, but... I have appreciation for the people who's planned it before. Yeah. It's not always yeah, the not easiest. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Well, and I know for me, like, one of the things that I took out of where I saw God at work, you know, really, when you step back and look at the sheer number of people who came together to make that happen, um, everybody from the people that did worship mm-hmm. to, you know, the people that helped with the videos, that facilitated small group discussions, you know, the breakout sessions, um, the people that pre-service and all that, like, uh, even Thad Haynes, who edited the videos for us. I mean, shout out to Thad Haynes. Serious Thank you. shout out to that guy. You know, like, that was just super encouraging that people understand the importance of camp and understand the importance of student ministry and are willing to help in any way, in any sh- way, shape, or form to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was one of the ways I just saw God at work through his people coming together. Like you said, it pulled it together a week. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't. I don't know. The government can't even figure out like how to pass a law in a week. You know, we pulled off a whole week of camp. You know, that's I'm not anti-government. Sorry for anybody. <laughs> but all right. So you know, as always, you know, appreciate you guys and your hearts and your perspective on this. Always blown away by what you bring to the discussion. But we always turn back to scripture because we believe that scripture speaks to every. Um, situation and phase of life that we go through. And so we got three different passages of scripture that we're going to read through today and just have you guys kind of share your perspective on those passages. So the first one is James 1, 16 through 17, and Darren's got that. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Basically, it's just like, it says it right there, every perfect gift is from above, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have good gifts from here, and you can have great gifts, but like, Jesus died for our sins, you know? Mm -hmm. We have have grace, so that the perfect gift is from above, you know? And we're still, you know, like, even in the midst of difficult times, those gifts are still there. We're still receiving those gifts. We need to recognize them, where they come from, their source, Mm -hmm. so. All right, and then Luke 12, 22 through 34, and Evan has that. All right. It says, Then he said to the, his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither saw or sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you... By worrying can add one cubit to his stature. If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Or, well, sell what you have and give alms. 
Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief, thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. I mean, it's just very obvious here that we should worry about nothing. I mean, he even takes care of the birds. He takes care of the little things of this world. And, I mean, he clearly says we are of much more value than the birds. We are of everything. We are his chosen people. I mean, the people of this world are his creation. So he's going to take care of us no matter what. And that could be small things like clothes and food. That can also be big things like um, health problems or what we're struggling with in life. So no matter what, he will take care of us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, the last it's Psalm 40, 1 through 3. And it said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in, our, in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Um, and again, you know, it goes back to, you know, are we willing to wait patiently? Like the psalmist says there, you know, like for the Lord, you know, even in, you know, he describes describe situation he is, his, he is in as a slimy pit. That doesn't sound like a place I want to hang out for long, but he says he waited patiently and he's rewarded because God's given him a place to stand and he puts a new song in his mouth, you know, a hymn of praise. And, you know, what do we sing out in praise because of the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so that's what um, that reminds me of, you know, as we go through difficult times that even then we have a reason to praise God. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you guys for being on here. Um, you know, and as always, we're going to close out with a word of prayer, any way that we could be praying for you guys or any prayer requests that you want us to add. I just, well, like we mentioned, or we talked about this before, Jared Perdee mm -hmm. was a, a 24 year old who had heart problems and, abruptly died out of nowhere yeah. and just be with his family a lot of people that i know are torn up about it oh, absolutely and, well I mean, and, and his home church is uh, central christian in ireton ireton and they're a big supporter of the ministry of rock yeah. as well so yeah be praying for that yeah his family and mm -hmm. just the, the the family believers there as well yeah. Yeah. also my um, brother and sister this is a little smaller but yeah. they, they're buying a house so just uh, be in prayer with them too sure absolutely you know and then I just want to encourage our listeners if you would join us um, you know in praying for students middle school students high school students college students this is a really difficult time for them um, you know even as we're what about a month away from returning to schools and stuff there's not a whole lot of clarification there's a lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. still um, so be praying for the students in your lives um, be praying for the Ministry of Rock right now. We're trying to figure out how do we best serve students in the midst of all of this craziness where we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you know, how do we continue to meet together? You know, and still you know, abide by the social distancing measures and rules and things like that. So mm -hmm. we're praying for the Ministry of Rock. Pray for again, you know, our ministry plant at Rio. Um, so things are still moving really, really good with that. We want to give a big praise. We uh, have a partnership with a church, a different Central Christian church, is Central Christian in Galpolis, and uh, they just recently voted to allow Noel to live there. Um, their church has like a minister suite in the church, so they're going to fix that up. They actually received all of the money that they needed from the congregation to fix that up, like in less than a week, which was crazy and awesome. Yeah, there you are, Noel. Yeah, yeah, yeah Noel. Noel. Yeah. And so um, that'll give Noel this incredible opportunity to live there um, at low cost and continue to serve the, the campus of Rio Grande as well. So we're going to praise for that. Thanks to Derek um, and all the folks at Central uh, who voted to make that happen for us. Let's be praying for, for that, that things would go well. So I guess with that, we'll just go into uh, a time of prayer. So if you guys, oh, and, well, actually before that, let me mention, as always, we'd love to be praying for you, our listeners. So if we can be praying for you in any specific way, don't hesitate to email us at reachohio at gmail.com and uh, send in your prayer requests or even topics that you'd like to hear us tackle on future podcasts. So with that in mind, though, let's pray. God, we uh, thank you for another day of life. We thank you for the goodness that you surround us with. Father, we pray that we would be mindful of the blessings that you give us both in the good times and in the difficult times. God, give us minds that uh, that are aware of what you're doing around us at all times. 
Uh, let us look for the ways that, uh, that not only that you've blessed us, but the ways that we might also in turn bless others as well. Uh, Lord, we lift up all the prayer requests as well that have been mentioned here today. Um, pray for um, the Perdee family as they mourn the loss of their son. And uh, this the, the whole body of believers there at Central Christian in Ironton, um, pray that you would surround them with your peace and your comfort um, during a very difficult time. We thank you for Jared. And just, I know, uh, even though I don't know him directly, I've heard a lot of people share about uh, his love for your son, Jesus. And so, you know, we, we know that he's um, safe and resting in your arms right now. We're thankful for that. Um, but we want to lift up those who are left behind uh, who are mourning as well. Um, we want to lift up um, just the family, actually, of First Baptist Church, too. Um, our secretary, Jean, there messaged me the other night, and they lost um, a very close and dear member of their church family as well. So I know that they're suffering and they're mourning right now, so we're going to lift up them before you as well. Uh, we will pray for all of our students who really are struggling right now um, during this time of uncertainty. Uh, we pray for comfort uh, and peace for them during this time as well. Um, pray for the ministry of Rock that you would continue to guide and direct us and allow us to impact student lives wherever and however you deem best. Um, Lord, we trust you. We thank you. Um, we know that you are always sovereign, that you're always supreme, and that um, even when things seem uncertain, God, that we have certainty in you. And we thank you for that. God, give us strength as we, uh, we go throughout this week. Pray that you would help us uh, to reach others in your name. And we ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you guys for being here today. And thank you for, um, for weighing in on this topic. And uh, just, you know, a personal note, thank you for loving students. Um, you know, that's a big thing for me. You know, it's been, man, like two decades doing this. And so I always appreciate uh, when other people, you know, I see that same desire, you know, in other people to, to love students and introduce them to the person of Jesus Christ. So thanks for being here, guys. No problem. No problem. And if you're tuning in, thanks for listening. And we look forward to joining you again real soon. We'll see you guys. Bye. Bye.